0: The Spatial Gem, an Esri UK podcast.
1: Don't be afraid to like just throw some data
0: at it and see if it works. sort of blurs the line between developers and figuration out of the box.
2: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Spatial Jam podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today as we talk about building experiences with ArcGIS and hopefully provide some useful tips and tricks throughout today's episode. My name is Sam, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Eleni Rogers, and our colleague and guest of the podcast, Rosie Gardner, who works in the pre-sales team and has plenty of knowledge about Experience Builder. Throughout today's episode, we'll touch on the new kid on the Esri scene, Experience Builder which has definitely grown into the spotlight recently. But I guess my first question to you, Eleni, is can we still call it the new kid on the scene?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's been around for maybe a year and a half or two years now. So maybe not quite the new kid on the scene, but definitely the new kid on the block in terms of the applications that we have um, in in the Archer system at the moment. So those web applications, I would say.
2: It's not quite fresh-faced still, is it, really? I think
0: uh (laughs) it's seasoned a little
2: bit it's seasoned definitely um and so before we dive into talking about experience Builder, i think it's probably worth just touching on what it actually is um for those listeners who haven't necessarily come across it so uh rosie if you sort of what experience have you had of using this um and and how would you best describe it to those that don't know what it is
1: experience of experience builder i guess how many (laughs) times can get that in a sentence but um (laughs) it's a great new app that we've got developed to um I guess, improve that ability for users to create apps, but really have control over the flexibility of the interface and what elements you can bring in, what widgets and where you want to put them. So it really fits, I guess, the the goal of that um, app that they are developing. So not just the functionality um, and integration with the rest of the Azure system, but also giving you all that control over the look and feel too.
2: Yeah. And and Eleni, have you had uh, a similar experience of using it, or has it has it been a different? I can't keep saying experience, can I? It's uh, it's going to run run <laughs> tired quite quickly. But have you? How how much of exposure have you had to using it, Eleni?
0: Yeah. So I think personally, I've I've been able to have a play around with Experience Builder, and what I've really enjoyed about it is it sort of blurs the lines a little bit more between developers and Configuration out of the box. And what I mean by that is, you know, me personally, I'm not a developer. (laughs) I can't code. I don't have those skills. But what I do enjoy is thinking about, you know, wireframing apps, understanding how to create a nice user interface or a user experience and for some of the configurable out of the box apps in the archis system you can do that very quickly but it doesn't give you that full control over you know that type of workflow that you're trying to produce through an application so for me experience builder has just extended that kind of developer feel so i can pretend i'm a developer <laughs> and create my <laughs> own app without the need to code which yeah which is something that i love about it
2: yeah i i think that for me as well is one of the more powerful things about it it feels like you've got a lot of more customization and i guess that that comes in nicely to the to the next question i was going to ask you both because you know there are 100 diff- 101 different features on experience builder and we could probably spend all day talking about them but what if you had to say your favorite feature was um what what would you say that was be and we'll we'll kick off with rosie first
1: yeah i think for me it's the ability to bring lots of different elements together into one app. So with ArcGIS as a whole, you can create forms with three, or you can create a dashboard and have some real time information coming in that way. But sometimes it, you wanna have that all joined up into the one, one place. And so Experience Builder allows you to do that. It's really easy to do as well. So I think it's quick to spin up. But for instance, with me, pulling into an app uh, with an existing survey f- to update existing features that you can then instantly see the results within that map view is really quite powerful and um, so i think that's a really great element to it
0: yeah and that's really interesting Rosie. i picked up on that ability in um, experience builder to not only create that kind of dashboard experience but then have the ability to include a survey maybe even include the ability to export data from queries that you're making through the app, which is definitely something that I've been requested for from customers, from across the business, trying to understand how you can bring all of those capabilities into a single one screen app.
1: Yeah, and I think it just streamlines those workflows as well. So quite a lot of feedback I've got from customers is they love it all, but it's quite um interruptive I guess to jump from one app then jump to the mobile to jump out here and it just yeah. keeps it all really concise.
2: I think that's that's so powerful just to, just to have it all in one place and, and I guess kind of off the back of that one of the things that I really love about it is the mobile uh, kind of first responsiveness uh, approach that it takes so you have the ability to obviously design your app uh, as if it was in desktop and you know make it look really nice and smart and then for someone who then opens it on a mobile device or an iPad, for example, they can, you can customize the view that they get um, when they open it on a specific device. So for example, if I've made a quite complicated dashboard, if I open it on my desktop, that's gonna look great. And I'm gonna have, you know, 20 different items and buttons to click. But if I open that on a mobile, that's gonna be pretty stressful for my sort of eyes to kind of process what to click first. So you can actually design with this mobile first responsiveness um, in mind. So. You know, removing those 20 buttons, reducing it down to kind of the three essential buttons that you want to include. So I know, you know, I had a, an experience uh, fairly recently where I designed uh, something using operations dashboard, which is, you know, it's great. You've got so many different features on it, but actually, you know, after spending kind of weeks designing this uh, this application, when you opened it on a mobile, it was essentially useless because it didn't respond in the way that allowed people to use it. Um, and so having this functionality in uh, Experience Builder, and if I'm honest, if I'd have known about it at the time would have saved me a lot of hassle, but uh, I would have d- definitely designed it in Experience Builder first time around because then it just gives people that option of um, having a simplified mobile view, which is really really handy.
0: Yeah, and it's so important, especially as all of us, you know, are constantly on our phones and yeah. using that experience now more than ever.
2: And, and I guess for the for the users that have never sort of touched Experience Builder before um, and they're going in for the first time, what kind of, uh, you know, templates and sort of starting from scratch items do you have in Experience Builder that help people get get to grips with it and start designing something that looks like a final product?
1: Yeah, so there's a whole range and actually it's been continuously added to as well um, by the development team. So it makes it easier to pick the style that you're going for and then build on that and the other approach is to just start from a blank canvas as well but what i'd recommend there is make sure that you set your layout first so when you go in and have a play of experience builder you'll see there's a little layout section of the different widgets and based on that you can then add other
0: elements in but it just keeps the structure of the app really good for you yeah yeah i think they've recognized that as well And experience builder one of the I think recent updates back in April of this year was adding snapping um, so you could actually snap some of those layout uh cards or widgets that you're that you're creating on that page to make sure that things don't shift around as you're as you're developing it um so that's really really nice as well I think one of the other things I would definitely recommend is checking out the um experience builder gallery it holds so many different examples of what Customers and the GIS community are creating with Experience Builders. So that's a good place to go if you're wanting to start from scratch and you want some inspiration. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out.
2: It's definitely a good place to kind of see the art of the possible and just see you know like what other people have been designing. It's um, you've got some yeah really amazing uh, experience builders uh, on there or experiences and uh, and i guess because we've touched on um experience builder well i made the comparison with web app builder earlier it's going to be a lot of crossover with both story maps web app builder hub it kind of feels like it takes the best elements of all of them um in terms of like where it sits uh in relation to them can either of you talk on sort of the parity it has with web app builder is it Something that's eventually going to replace it or is it something that is going to sit alongside it and, and they're not going to cross over, so to speak?
0: Yeah, so I think in terms of that sort of comparity between Web App Builder, Web App Builder definitely still serves a purpose for rapid, agile deployments of apps that just need a simple you know, measurement tool or or, or something very, very quick ultimately a question that you need to ask of what am I trying to do for my end users or what experience <laughs> experience hmm. am I trying to create for my end users um, and then see which application actually suits the job better
2: we should definitely play experience bingo i think with how many times we're <laughs> gonna say this as you say ellen It's if you need more customization and almost more complexity that's where you move into you know using something like experience builder or going into the developer uh, side of things which is obviously a another level of complexity altogether what would you say the learning curve is like kind of getting to grips with some fairly complex wireframing and you know some very out-the-box easy templates what what does that experience look like and is it challenging is it something that is easy to, to kind of follow
1: yeah and i think it links to what we were just saying in terms of with flexibility there is that extra degree of complexity into the config as well and so i think there is a learning curve for sure and if if you're fairly new to the ArcGIS system as a whole, it might be quite a steep learning curve. Whereas those who are familiar with how some of these more configurable apps are developed, you can then pull on those ideas and those skills that you've already learned and then build an experience from that. But yeah, it's, it's certainly, you've got those widgets and lots of um, kind of button config, so to speak, it's not necessarily all coding, but there is that steep learning curve that you have to navigate.
2: Yeah, I I think one of my colleagues told me an analogy which I really liked was when you're building something like Web App Builder, it's um, all the wiring is done for you and you just kind of have to decide which lights to turn on and off, Um, and it's kind of fairly simple. When it comes to Experience Builder, you kind of have to decide which lights you want to turn on and off, but also then configure the wiring to get to the light which is sometimes quite complicated but it kind of gives you full customization of you know how how that full wireframe is going to look
1: gives you a great light display at the end sam
2: (laughs) exactly yeah that's that's all we're going for for me it was that steep first couple of hour learning curve which i found really challenging but after kind of getting to grips with the layout and where everything sits there's a very sort of intuitive way of working around experience builder uh, and then you kind of You start understanding how to how to sort of create the different widgets and like have actions from each button, and once you've kind of wrapped your head around that, it becomes a lot more. It just makes sense. So, in terms of uh, other people using it, so I know we've seen uh, Eleanor. You touched on the gallery being a really good place to see uh, inspiration, but for some of the Ezra UK users, um, have you seen either of you seen any really good examples of where Experience Builder has been used?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me. Personally, some of the ways in which I've seen Experience Builder being used internally, we've set up um, almost demo gallery uh, experiences through Experience Builder so that you have a single page that you navigate to on a web browser, and then you're really quickly able to you know, look at different topics or say, okay, in this section, I'm interested in sharing and collaboration, or I'm interested in analysis. and you almost don't realize that that is being facilitated by Experience Builder, that nice web page where you go to get a central resource of all of that information that we're trying to share. So it's nice not only seeing customers use Experience Builder, but we ourselves as a way of better collaborating, demo resources and and things that are useful across the business is, is quite cool as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, I can second that. I mean, I've used it myself for, for my team to share share bits out. But I've also come across some great examples from, um, for instance, Homes England. Uh, in our conference, they've pulled together a land hub and it's, it's a very clever app, actually, because they've got a huge amount of information in there. But the way they've used and configured Experience Builder um, means that all that information isn't cluttering the app you just kind of click through and get access to the appropriate information when you need it and it's a really neat way but then converse to that i guess um the rivers trust have used it but in a very different way and have used it really nicely as a as an app that's embedded within their existing website so it, it fits the theme it's taken those branding and the colors um, and then it's pushing out information i think that one was around um where's safe to play and where the water source are and the, the health of that water so two very great examples but used it in totally different ways um, to achieve what they are wanting to do as an organisation.
2: Mm. I, I think you touched on a really interesting thing there about the the branding and the kind of importance of branding and it, it's definitely a theme that we're seeing across the ArcGIS system in you know for story maps the, the kind of increase in customization and how much control you have over the colour choices, the text, the font, the sizing of everything and you know, we're we're seeing there's a demand from our users to 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 have that, you know, almost that uh sort of match the branding of the website. And now we're seeing it in Experience Builder. And as you say, Rosie, the Rivers Trust is uh it almost doesn't look or feel like an Esri product which is ultimately the aim of you know designing an app from a non-Esri perspective it, you want it to look like your own thing and embed it on the website and it perfectly matches the text the font the colors um, and I think with the Rivers Trust it, it, you know it almost took me a couple of seconds to realize that, that it was an experience builder um, that had been, cre- it used, been used to create it so yeah, I think that's something we're seeing across you know all of our products and uh, you know, definitely the, the right way to go I'm are very picky when it comes to colour choices definitely.
1: (laughs) I think something else that's worth touching on though is also the scale that you can use experience builder so a lot of the kind of we've been talking about it as an app but actually you could take the example of um, the environment agency and their geomatics team have built out a multi-page app where It's more like a website so that you have individual pages touching on different topics and then you can click through to the other areas that are more survey based or have different elements on them. And so you can build it out into a much bigger interface than just necessarily that one page that, you know, people may be more familiar with, with Web App Builder, for instance.
2: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. And uh, and this is just a, a final question to the floor. Then, uh, Eleni, actually, we'll start with you. If you could tell people one thing about Experience Builder, what would that be?
0: Oh, tough one. I think
2: put you on the spot,
0: but <laughs> potentially on a similar vein to looking at the Exper- Experience Builder gallery is um, checking out YouTube and seeing some of the videos of people actually building an experience. Um, out of Experience Builder, and something like Experience Builder, I think you can't explain very clearly through a blog. Definitely check out some of the videos that Esri have provided online.
2: Oh, nice. That's uh, no, that's really useful. And Rosie, you've had the benefit of an extra minute to think about it. I'll put you on the spot as well. What, what, one thing would you uh, tell people about Experience Builder?
1: I think it kind of links into what eleni has been saying, but more down the line of having a play because, like we were saying earlier, you need to familiarize yourself with how it works, but actually one way of, or a workflow for one person might not suit you. And so there might be different ways of going about it, particularly with all the different config options that are available in there, kind of find the fit for you that works. And, um, yeah, is usable for what you and your, how your mind works and how it connects with that. So, um, yeah, have a play. Don't be afraid to like, just throw some data at it and see if it works, if it doesn't. And then slowly over time, you'll get used to it and it will just click.
2: Yeah. I think there's always a click moment, isn't there? When you're, when you're starting to get used to it, it's, uh, you, you kind of get it and you're like, ah, oh, this is how it works. This is where this button is. And yeah, I think that for me, I'd echo both of those comments and just say for the mobile first responsiveness element of it, I think that's something worth exploring and going to play around with it. And you can just see how magic, how magical it is and how much time it might save you. So I think that wraps up the episode. Thanks so much for joining us today, Rosie. It was really great to have you on the podcast. And if anyone wants to find out more about Experience Builder, we have loads of great resources on our website. So please do leave us a review and subscribe to the channel on your chosen podcast platform. It really does make a difference. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.
1: The views of the presenters may differ from those of Esri UK.